What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Naime and Kim with Digging It With Naime. If it's your first time on the pod, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back, family. Kim? Just kidding. I just to add something. I said inference. Kim, do you have a hobby? Um, Movies. Like watching movies, your hobby? Watching movies and critiquing them, yes. What was the last movie you saw and critiqued? last movie I saw and critiqued was technically... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was fantastic if you haven't seen it. They did such a great job, and I don't know what it is with animation lately, but they've just been killing the game. Um, Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was hilarious. There was a lot of jokes. I initially took my niece and nephew to see it, and I was like, oh, I'll probably, like, be sleep or something like I don't know like I was just babysitting that day <laughs> and I ended up like being super into it but they were super into it too like it was just really well done um and I like the cast that they did so they got actual like um like teenagers but they I mean I don't know them I'm sure kids of this generation probably know who they are but I just yeah I thought it was really well done and then Ice Cube's in it which was funny like it, it's just yeah it was a really good movie nice I have a lot of hobbies I gathered. Uh, running <laughs> has become one. Hiking, mm. just outdoor stuff. Puzzles, reading. Reading? Oh, I didn't hear. I wanted to make sure. Yeah, I thought you said breeding. I yeah. said, you breeding dogs? <laughs> what do you have for us today? So, for today, first I want to start off with a story, but I also wanted to um, have our, what Kim has to say, news. But, so, Neme. Tell me why I got pharmacy shamed the other day. I forgot to tell you this. This is the part where you say, what is pharmacy shamed, Kim? I, I was thinking that, but I, I figured I didn't want to interrupt you. Said it, what is pharmacy shamed, Kim? Oh, yeah, we're together. We're sitting together <laughs> again. Yay. What is pharmacy shamed? Pharmacy shamed means, so I went up. So I've been dealing, as you know, with, so I had a cold, or I thought it was a cold, um, about three weeks ago. I went to Chicago, uh, came back. Well, I, got, I started not feeling good in Chicago. Let me restart with that. And I got off the plane that Sunday, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I really don't feel well. Hope it's not like COVID or flu or anything like that. I'm like, I think I'm up to date with everything. So um, I go to urgent care, and they, they test me for everything. They're like, no, you um, don't have anything. They're like, but you have an ear infection, like a pretty severe ear infection. I'm like, as an adult, okay, I only thought kids got that, but all right, cool, let's fix it. So, so they ordered me like some prescriptions, and I'm like, all right, bet. So I go, I pick up these prescriptions at my local pharmacy, because that's what they say to do. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay, and then, so I was taking that medication, it didn't get better. So then I went to the doctor again. Same doctor? No, okay. different doctor, because that was just urgent care. Okay. And so now I went to my, my primary care, and I was like, hey, like, I haven't been feeling like I've taken these prescriptions again um, and nothing has helped. Like, I was like, my ears still feel like really, really cloudy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm telling you, she's like, well, maybe the, she, she again thought I had COVID. I was like, it's not COVID, I'm telling you. And so she had me retest again and again, it was negative. This is like a week later. So plenty of days in between, all that. Um, and it wasn't the flu, all of that. And so she, she was like, well, maybe the prescription they gave you just wasn't strong enough. We're going to order you a stronger antibiotic. And I'm like, cool, whatever. 
So I go, I pick up my antibiotic from the pharmacy, as you're supposed to, my local pharmacy. Then, still wasn't feeling better, girl. So I get in with the doctor again. And I'm like, look, this has not been working. They're like, okay, well, possibly um, you might need to go see like ears, nose, throat doctor. I'm like, okay, specialist now. It's specialist time. So I end up going to see ears, nose, and throat doctor. This doctor is like, you definitely have a sinus infection, which is affecting your ears, which is why it's so cloudy. He's like, but I can clear his day see like that medicine wasn't working for you. So I'm gonna order you another medication. And I'm like, he's like, so stop this medication. I'm like, oh my gosh, right? And so I'm already a little fed up. So I go to pick up this medication that he ordered. And this woman at the pharmacy, she was like, you again? Oh my goodness. She was like, um, she was like, you know what? I guess it is this time of year where I start seeing the same people almost every day. She was like, <laughs> I was like, well, this isn't a coffee order, but, and she was like, oh yeah. Like she didn't even ask. She's like, how are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm all Not right. Like, <laughs> but she was like, you're back again, again. And like, she just kept saying it. I was like, well, dang, like what if I was really dealing with something like that wasn't, <laughs> wasn't like, or was more severe, I guess, is what I was thinking. Like, if it was, I'm like, dang, you're going to make me feel bad for coming. She's like, no, it's okay. She's like, but I'm used to seeing you now. She's like, well, see you again soon. <laughs> like, no, you won't. <laughs> but I just thought it was so funny. I'm like, did you know how baris baristas know your, yeah. your order? Or, like, if you go to your favorite restaurant. Girl, no, it was my pharmacist. <laughs> but that was my fun little story. Um, but what I had for you today was, dun, 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 and I know you're not into these shows, but I am, Love is Blind. So they had a recap that premiered last week of the last season, which normally they do this right before they're about to announce a new season, which of course they did. Um, and so they were closing out Seattle's season of, of Love is Blind. It's been a year later, so it's a year after the altar. Um, and I will say, I 100% think this three episode saga is completely unneeded. Like, let these people move on with their lives. Like, if they're happy, they seem great. They seem happy and it's lovely and I support it. If they're still looking for love, that's awesome too. I, I encourage that. their journey. Yes. Um, if they still got beef, I mean, it is what it is. That's life. Like, hopefully y'all get over it at some point. But I honestly don't think it's necessary to do the episode. Or maybe it was just this season. Because normally I love the the year after. Because you're like, oh, are they still together? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. This one. Um, so Wasn't there a lot of drama this season? It was. Which is, I was like, this made it go down in like a plateau, if you will. Like, they should have left it how it ended. I think. Because I think it was probably one of the best seasons that they've had. Um, and I would say it was the most successful as far as couples go um, that have continued on. This one had three marriages and they're still married and good to go. The other ones, I... I feel like it was, it was one for the first season, two. two for the second season. Who was the second one? The first Oh, yes, season. yes, 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 yes. I remember. Yeah. Okay, who was the second? Did I watch season two? I don't think I saw season two. I just saw season one. 
No, I saw season two. Did I watch season two? I don't, I don't remember. Think anyone made it from season three. You just said two pe- three people did. That's season four. Oh, so I didn't see season three then. What should I think? Season three. I have to. I have to have. That's too much. That's too much. It's too much. It's too but much. But basically, <laughs> basically, much. like a lot of the drama. I, I, and I read it. Not read. I heard someone say this, and I was like, "That's exactly what it was for me." They're like, "This closeout segment was like watching paint dry," and I was like, "Exactly," because you you watch shows for like some type of excitement, some type of something. They were just. To me, it felt like they were just reaching so hard to make a story out of something. Girl, they were bringing in people we ain't never even seen. And I have a bone to pick with the show because, first of all, there was people who got married, or not married, who got engaged, and we didn't even know about it. We never even saw them. They proposed. They said yes. They done seen each other. And they never even showed it. Oh. Until, exactly. Until they bring it up at this party like we're supposed to be now vested into this story. Ain't nobody know who this girl is. Don't nobody know who this other girl is. Like they were just bringing in extra characters because like, they weren't no they weren't popular, and so they didn't film them. Like they didn't think they were good enough to be. I guess that's the thing, right? I they guess. try to they try to shoot people that they think like it's gonna be fun, and or maybe they didn't make it to a certain. I don't know, but I was like, not them actually having people out here falling in love and stuff, and then they not showing it. Isn't that the point of the show? Is what's her name? Is the two still the two? Because that was specific. The married couple who do it, the hosts, are they still hosting it? Yeah. Because I know last time. I was very upset with that live fiasco that happened. Which, it, I mean, they broke the streaming service, so I give it to them for that. Because they had a lot of people interested and invested. Which, it was a great season. It really was. I think they should have just left it, though, after the reunion. Like, this wasn't needed. I don't think. Because it was just such like a... It ended on a high, so why yeah. go low, I yeah. guess, is what I'm saying. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. I've been... I've been waiting for Love is Blind Detroit. Like, I am so... Is that what, where it is? Ready. This next one? It's supposed to be. I don't know exactly what city they're in that's actually premiering. But Love is Blind, they did the casting calls for Detroit a while ago. What was so this past I'm one? What was season four? Season four was Seattle. Which and is there thing. and there are a lot of black people there. Mm. Wasn't that the one with the black people? You said there was uh, yeah, one that did all. Awesome. Yeah, there's three, four. Yeah, um, but I also want to say Seattle was smart about this because Seattle was like, "Oh, y'all gonna put our city on the map? Let's make it a thing." So they showed all these beautiful locations. Uh, the Milwaukee group, not Milwaukee. <laughs> The Mariners, they hosted them at a baseball game, like, to throw out the first pitch. Um, then they had, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, the, what's the tall, from Grey's Anatomy, the thing? The pin. Yeah. So they had that. They had a whole shot with them in the restaurant. I thought, oh, Seattle's getting its money's worth. And then they rented out, like, the football stadium to have their flag football. I was like, they, that was smart. That was very, very smart marketing. Because it made me be like, dang, I want to go to Washington. Seattle, Seattle was my favorite place to go. But it was genius because they're like, well, I mean, if they're going to do it here, might as well like highlight our city, which pure Some of the best food I've ever had was in Seattle. Delicious. Delicious. Some of the worst food I've ever had was in New York City. The worst food. Why are we always going to bring up New York? You know how I feel about New York. All right. So what we're um, digging into 
not digging into. Sorry, I have some information for us. Something fun I wanted to read. So, um, living single, which we are living single fans over here. What did they say? The young folks say stands. It premiered. She said the young. Folks. August twenty second, nineteen ninety three. So thirty years ago was your living year. Single. Yes, my year because I was born in ninety three. Uh, there is a woman, Naima, who we have heard from before. She is the music sermon. She does all things R&B and hip-hop. And she just does really hip-hop culture. But she posted a thing uh, a few years ago about where they, where they ended and then where they went to. And then she did another one this past August. And I wanted to read it. I'll try to go as quickly as I can because she goes through every single person. So, I'll be quick. There's only like seven of them. But it's a story. Okay, ready? So, from 1993 to 1998, Living Single kept black viewers invested in the lives of Khadija James, which is Queen Latifah, Regine Hunter, Kim Fields, Sinclair James, which is Kim Coles, Maxine Shaw, Eric Alexander, Overton Wakefield Jones, who is played by John Henton, and Kyle Barker, who is played by T.C. Carson. Wait, I just really want to say this. Maxine Shaw, attorney at law. Right. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> a group of upwardly mobile black friends in their 20s making their way in a pre-gentrified Brooklyn Row house. Living single and Martin were the first time Gen X saw ourselves and our friends on TV in adult situations. The show inspired a new format for ensemble comedy. It spawned NBC's Friends, which premiered the following year, mm-hmm. followed mm-hmm. later by Girlfriends and arguably even Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Living Single, Great. arguably. Living Single wasn't just a comedy, but took us through the group of finding their, a group finding their professional footing, navigating their love lives, and even managing their parents and families as newly grown-ass people. I'm just reading verbatim. Why are you making that Because I knew you were going to say something. We knew if y'all if y'all listened to last week's episode, then y'all know what it is. We knew they'd be good in the end, though, because they had either they had they had each other to help them face the challenges of a '90s kind of world. But then what happened? For the show's 25th anniversary, that's what it was. So five years ago, I took the liberty of imagining how their lives had progressed. Think I should do another update for 30. Let me know. Okay, so this is oh this was the 25 years. So this is where we left. Okay, where we left her, Khadija James. Leaving New York, plus plates and food on the table, to follow her heart and her man, Scooter, to Rio. Scooter is played by oh, Cress so she's Williams. she's making up her own yes. endings. That's funny. Okay, But, like, years later. Okay. I love me some Scooter. Who's so that's, that's where we... That's where, that's where she came up with. At 25 years, that's where that happened. Okay. okay. So, how, so how the whole series ended... How did the series end? Girl, I haven't watched that show in years. Okay, well, that's where, that's where, so this is where she is now. Khadija and Scooter, so that's where we left her. Okay, okay. Khadija and Scooter came back from Rio and realized they still need to figure out how to make a bi-coastal relationship work. Because that's where we left her. They got back together at the very end. Yeah. Yeah, so this, that's where we left her. Okay. So they did it for a while with Khadija using time on the West Coast to help expand Flava and Scooter spending as much time in New York as possible. Eventually, they decided they were better as friends and business partners. They didn't get married, but they have one son, Terrence J, TJ, start school at Khadija's alma mater in Howard in the fall. Flava didn't survive the dot-com boot, 
But Kate Khadija is still a successful media maven. She and Scooter co-own a digital media campaign with several entertainment blogs under its umbrella. They also run a music festival as part of Scooter's talent management agency and, a, and label a joint venture with Live Nation. Khadija is still based it's in Brooklyn so in a beautifully it. restored brownstone filled with an ever-growing collection of black and African art. Scooter is based in LA but comes back and forth to New York, often for their joint business interests, which also includes a minority stake in the Brooklyn Nets. So they got money. Unbeknownst to them, the rest of the crew, including TJ, the son, have a bet on how long it will take for them to get back together. I'm going to say, why are they not together? I always like them together. Because they're always on and off. Put them back. Regine, where we left her, she was newly engaged to and moved in with an entrepreneur, Dexter Knight, who was played by Don Franklin. <laughs> where she is now. After a fabulous wedding at their estate in the Hamptons, Regine settled <laughs> right into being the wife of a wealthy man who became even wealthier doing the tech boom, during the tech boom, and started working on hitting her moonshot goals. Thanks to her husband's connections and relationships, she quickly built one of the premier black-owned luxury event production companies. She also published three books on the topics of entertaining and etiquette. The couple was active in President Obama's 2008 to 2012 campaigns, hosting fundraisers at their home, attended by black business, media, and political luminaries. Once Regine was ready to have a family, she assumed everything would quickly fall into place, but was shocked and distraught when she had difficulty conceiving. And all this, again, goes based off of the show. Right? There was a moment where she wasn't sh Okay. After several unsuccessful rounds of IV, she and Dexter decided to adopt. Regine chose to be open about her story, creating a blog to share and document her experience. The blog garnered a massive following with so many women, especially black women, looking for a safe space and community for infertility discussions in the early 2000s. Regine and Dex Dexter adopted a beautiful set of twins, and Regine's mom, Lorraine, who pl played by her real mother, Chip Fields, moved in to help. As a surprise to nobody, she became an early star in the mom influencer space. Okay, we have Sinclair, where we left her. We After an improv run, Sinclair was offered an audition for a new series, and she and Overton announced they were moving to Hollywood, where they are now. Sinclair did a couple of pilots that unfortunately weren't picked up. She and Obi grew weary of the LA scene in time and moved back east, settling in New Jersey, to start popping out little Joneses. Sinclair still pursued local acting roles, but also started a children's theater workshop as a passion project. As Overton's parents got older, the couple decided to move to his hometown of Cleveland. Shortly after, they won an HGTV Homer modeling contest <laughs> and were offered a show based around them flipping houses. The show took off due to Sinclair's zany hijinks and antics, plus Overton's colorful, colorful Why phrasing. Why am I actually picturing? Right, <laughs> colorful phrasing and expressions. The housing crash brought that to an end, but couples fan following eventually led to an unscripted show on TV One with their brood of five-star stepchildren, <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses. Wait, what stepchildren? So the show started with their five brood of, uh, I'm sorry, their brood of five stair stepchildren. That's what the show is. Keeping up with the Joneses. is going into its sixth season. And the family can often be found at black family events and doing meet and greets at Essence Festival. <laughs> Not TV one. <laughs> that took a lot of thought. They start popping it. out Joneses. So that's five children, I guess. 
So Max, where we left Max. Maxine Shaw. Max and Kyle discover that by some twist of fate, the child Max is carrying through insemination is Kyle. Stop it. The two finally admit they still love each other and commit to raising their child together. Oh, God. The update. We got a glimpse into Maxine and Kyle's future through Yvette Lee Bowser's next show, Half and Half where we learned that they had moved to L.A. with their daughter and gotten engaged, although they still lived in separate homes next door to each other, and that Kyle had left Wall Street to pursue his acting career, much to Maxine's chargon, while she'd built a successful firm, where they are now. After an extremely long engagement, and we know how we feel about long engagements, Kim. (laughs) After an extremely long engagement, Kyle and Max finally made it official right before their daughters started high school. It's a long engagement, mostly at their urging. Max, mostly at her urging, she basically said, get married. Max asked if they could continue to live in separate houses. Kyle said no. Kyle started trading again on the side, but continued to go on auditions and take small roles on occasion. He finally got his big break a few years ago on a Netflix original series, forcing Max to admit his acting career hasn't been a total waste of time. Maxine left her thriving private firm, eventually to become an assistant district, district attorney with her eyes on getting back into politics once her daughter was done with college. She was at Hillary Clinton sur- surrogate in 2016 and is always at the ready to give smoke to anybody coming for her namesake, Congre- Congresswoman Waters. Mm. Most importantly, are they still friends? The ladies are in various group chats and IG DMs together and keep up with each other's foolishness on a regular basis. Unless Max and Khadija are mad at each other. Or Max and Regina are mad at each other. Or, well, you know. Overton and Kyle grew up together. They're brothers. They can go ages without talking. They pick back right up where they left off. Max, Kyle, Khadija, and Scooter hit Martha's Vineyard with kids every August for Howard University's Alumni's Annual Bison Week. Sinclair and Overton often host Thanksgiving. Kyle and Max come over after dinner with his parents. And Regine and Dexter have a huge annual New Year's Eve soiree. Like with all of us, as life progresses and becomes more involved, the days of kicking in with your people become fewer mm-hmm. and farther between. However, the love, no, love never goes away. That makes me want to cry. This was a beautiful thing. Living Single is one of my favorite shows. I love it. And I started rewatching it. Chicago. I'm on season four. I've restarted it. So, fan fiction. That was the best fan fiction I've heard. Right. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And applause here. I don't have an actual applause button, so we got to make it up. Okay. That was great. Thanks. So that was... You didn't write it, but I'm just kidding. (laughs) I didn't. That was Naima. Look, I'm going to add her Twitter into the notes. Y'all should follow her on Twitter. She's wonderful. Okay. Uh, I just have a few questions for you, Kim. Fall is around the corner. By the time you hear this episode... Fall will be two days. So this will go live on the 21st of September. Fall will be two days after. Um, I don't know if you know. I just want to share what fall is about. And I then thought fall starts on the 21st. 23rd this year. How does it change each year? I thought it was the 21st. Um, the way the... the so, so the it's the fall and springs and all the seasons start based on the axis of, this, of the earth. I thought it was always the 21st. 21st for summer, 21st for 21st, spring. 22nd. This year's the 23rd. Interesting. Yeah. I read it because, you know, I'm interested in stuff like that. It's the 23rd. So, mm, my question. There are three big things about fall. 
that I want us to think about as we go into it and as we endure it. Fall is my favorite season. I'm getting low-key annoyed because I don't like as quick and I am quick as I am and as much as impatient I can be. I don't like when we pass through certain things and seasons is one of them. I don't like when we rush through Thanksgiving to get to Christmas, right? Like I don't like when we rush through, like I don't like stuff like that. And so it's August, well, it's September now, but it's still early September. People are already talking about like fall. That bothers me. Yeah. I understand it's getting cooler in certain spaces. So people are like preparing, but it kind of, anyways. So these are the three things I want us to think about. I want us to, these are things that come with fall. Abundance, balance, and consciousness. I heard football, basketball, and food. That's what I heard. But yeah, to what you said too. <laughs> so abundance, right? The harvest is ripe and ready to be enjoyed. In other words, now is the time to enjoy the fruits of your proverbial labor. An abundance of joy, happiness, or time with self can be yours by refocusing your thoughts and priorities. So, Kim, I know you don't necessarily plan out things, and I do see you this in advance, <laughs> so I know you may not have an answer to this, but Kim, is there anything you would like more abundance of this fall? I am choosing more of an abundance of being out and about more, um, which because the heat won't be an excuse anymore. Because most of the time I'm like, it's hot. I ain't trying to get out there. I ain't trying to do much. And then I think my location will also help that a lot more. Um, but yeah, I want to be outside. We outside. People like to say that for the summer, but I ain't trying to be outside in the summer. It's hot. In the fall. <laughs> in the fall as you're outside. That's yeah. beautiful. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of events and stuff that happen in the fall, Very winter, and so. spring. Because Arizona's yeah. just hot in the summer. Okay. For me, I want abundance of, uh, I want to be abundant in my mindset, in just everything. I just don't want to think small. I don't want to think lack. I want to think, I want to be realistic and have an understanding of like, um, because I'm human, I have limitations, but I don't want my limitations to stop me. An example, I don't want to think of like, I don't have a poor, I mindset right like I want to have an abundance of like I'm wealthy but I also want to realistically understand that I can't that doesn't mean I can just spend money on anything right so like balancing that but I just want an abundance mindset beautiful the next one is balance change can be exciting or jarring do you like change Kim I don't I was just having this conversation with someone else um part of when they do those you know personality tests we talk about all the time yeah um one of the things is I struggle with switching from one thing to the next quickly like I can do it it's not a problem but I need to like ease into it hence why it took me how long to figure out which gym I wanted it took me how long to figure out which place I wanted to live like it just takes me a minute for things like just because change I feel like change could either be really successful or it could be really bad and you don't want to get stuck with something that's bad um so yeah that's my answer I don't mind change. I love it. It's exciting to me. It can be jarring too, but I, I, I welcome it. So both are extreme emotions, jarring and exciting. Balance any feelings of overwhelm, good or bad, by practicing acceptance. Let go of the things you can't control and be gentle with yourself during a season of change. This was something I had shared with our Bible study before. The fact of like acceptance doesn't mean that you're necessarily okay with it. It just means that you're, you have an understanding of like, 
this is just the situation. And I may be uncomfortable, but I either can fight it or accept it. So Kim, during this time, is there, I'm gonna ask you two questions and you can either answer both or you can choose one to answer. The question is, is there anything that you know, like you've been fighting against and so you should probably accept and or um, in what ways do you want to be gentle with yourself this season, this upcoming season? I would say I've been fighting my grief a bit. Um, lost some heavy hitters recently in the last couple years, you know. Um, and I think avoidance has been my go-to. But I would like to accept that I need to probably get some help and therapy and learn to process things a little bit better as opposed to how I have been. So that's a hope of mine for this fall. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. For me, I want to accept where I am. I want to be okay with where I live and just the situation I'm currently in in that aspect. And I want to accept um, that there's something I'm supposed to do in this season and I want I don't want to miss it. Or I don't want it to take 700 years because of my mm -hmm. fight. And I want to be gentle with myself. Um, I just want to care for myself. Yeah. We've talked about before I pour into a lot of other relationships, which is a beautiful thing and I'm really grateful that I've been able to do so, but I've really been neglecting myself. So I want to be gentle with myself and give myself some attention and love. Last thing is consciousness. Autumn can make us hyper aware of the cycle of life. And I feel like just in general, Kim, you and I have been very hyper aware of the cycle of life because mm -hmm. we've been seeing it very much so closely. The leaves will fall and new ones will return in a few months. But now is the time to admire its natural descent. The highs cannot exist without the lows. This consciousness may make us all the more inclined to make the most of our time. So welcome slow speeds, practice gratitude, and light a sensory candle. Choose to live in the present. So my question, two questions, but I would like you to answer both. The first one is, where do you see that you need to slow down? Work. Okay. Very much so. Okay. Um, I feel like it takes up a lot of my mental thinking, a lot of it, even when I'm even not, when you're on not the clock. especially, yeah. Like, think I'll be like, oh, dang, I needed to do this report, or dang, I needed to X, Y, X, Y, X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. Um, yeah, it'll be like 10 o'clock, and I'm like, oh, let me send this email. Like, no. I used to be like, if it's after hour, like, I'm done, you won't hear from me till whatever, but um, I think just having access to everything on your phone, um, always being available, like, yeah, that I can slow down with, for sure. Okay, I would like to slow down by literally slowing down. I do everything very quickly, I talk fast, I move fast, I miss a lot of things because I'm going so quickly. So you I definitely would, walk fast because you definitely I, believe in me. I do, <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to slow down altogether. Okay, so the second question with that is, what is something that you are grateful for right now in this moment that we need to acknowledge? There's so many. 
uh, life. Pick one. Life, friendships. That's family, two. That's three. Life. I'm saying in life, it's all in life for a job. In life, <laughs> working with the kids at church. In life, like that's, there's like that's too many things. You I, it's all life. You obviously don't follow directions. It's life. I said. <laughs> for me, I am grateful for my health. Life. <laughs> All right, before we end, let's take a moment and just breathe in and out. My nose is a little stuck. I think both of our noses stuck. We sound like two, like... Breathe in. Snotty-nosed kids. And out. And before we end, I want us to just take a moment to, like, be aware of our small selves in this world, yet the big changes we can make and the big um, imprints we can make, the fingerprints we have. Let's take another moment to breathe in and out and just accept all is to come and change what we can. What is that? I, I accept what I can change. Accept the things that I cannot, cannot change. change. It gives me the wisdom to know the difference or something, something like that. Like that. <laughs> all right, peace. Wait. I was gonna say that. It, oh, I was thinking when we were doing the breathing exercise, it was it's your breath <laughs> in our lungs. <laughs> so before out of breath. Alright, that was it. Peace.